Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Making Dough Show where we're obsessed about talking about making dough in the restaurant business. And today I got a question from Roger that was submitted on our website. And if you have any questions you would like to ask me for me to cover in a future show, be sure to go to our website, www.makingdoughshow.com and scroll all the way down and submit your question. I'd be happy to cover it in a future show. But this is a question that I got from Roger and he was asking me about five common complaints we receive from our customers, our beloved customers and our restaurants in hopes that again, it'll help you come up with a counter uh, protocol and systems in place so you do not deal with the same issues. So this triggered me uh, thinking more and more about how we handle some of our customer concern issues when it comes to our training and different things that we have in place. And this is gonna be a playlist where we're gonna cover all kinds of stuff about customer concern. But today I'm gonna uh, cover the five common customer complaints. If you are interested in this particular topic, be sure to subscribe to this show as again, we're going to be getting and diving deep into this particular topic. So be sure to subscribe so you do not miss a future show. So first off, let's talk about what does a customer complaint actually means. So you're going to be hearing a complaint. It could be via good old Yelp, or it may be submitted on your website, a form, or it's going to be uh, a customer calling and asking for talking to the manager, for instance, and you're the manager on duty, or you're maybe the owner, right? It's a complaint, which is what you're hearing. But ultimately, I wanted to say what you're hearing is um, a gap between a customer having an expectation of our restaurant, of our service and our food, and uh, we did not meet that expectation. So when you're going in addressing a customer complaint, all you're doing is you're trying to identify what was the customer's expectation and what it is that we delivered and kind of close that gap. I just wanted to make it simple. We don't need to be too emotional about it. I understand what it's like to work a 100 hour week and getting those customer complaints, but we need to be slightly objective. We need to be thinking about again, what does this customer complaint actually mean? So a lot of the stuff that I'm gonna go over is actually, is gonna be a lot about that, the five common complaints that we get. We're gonna talk about what is it that the customer actually expects or what is the expectation we set for them when they're coming and um, we what it is that we did not deliver and that it turned into a complaint so the first and most common complaint that we receive from our customers is the wait time that the wait time was too long we live in a microwave society where people are hungry and they want their food and they want it now if they wanted to stay home and cook for themselves and for instance you know maybe they come to uh, your restaurant and uh, order a pasta dish if they were going to make it at home and wait 30 minutes for their food they might as well cooked it at home right so you need to realize why people come to your establishment because they're hungry and they want food now so the wait time is incredibly important now the expectation that is set for, for instance, if you go to McDonald's or you go to Chick-fil-A or something like that, they have set this expectation that if the food takes more than like three minutes, people are gonna start complaining about the wait time. In our establishments, if you have a local restaurant or depending on the sit-down restaurant or depending on what kind of a restaurant you have, the ex expectation may vary. So this is a question that you need to be thinking about. What is the wait time that customers expect from your restaurant? And the truth is that no one loves to wait. And waiting takes many different forms. There is waiting on hold on the phone, um, waiting for their ranch, waiting for their receipt, 
waiting for refills, waiting for, you know, and the, and the drive-through line. These are all kinds of waiting that you are asking your customer to wait and give minutes of their life uh, in order to, to do business with you. And the reason waiting gets to be annoying and leads to a complaint is because it leads to people feeling abandoned or forgotten or ignored. That's why no one likes to wait. So here's my question. Is wait time one of the biggest complaints you receive in your restaurant? And if that's the case, I'd like you to make a list of all the waiting that your customers have to do from the first time that they decide they wanna do business with you, right? Maybe they go to your website to place their order online or when they call your restaurant, think about all the waiting, all the categories of waitings that your customers have to do. Then think about, do you have standards? Do you have systems? Do you have trainings and tracking in place to see you know, how you're doing again in all of those waitings that you're asking your customers to do? If not, we have work to do, friend. There is a multi-billion dollar industry, which is a fast food industry, just on the wait time, right? They're fast food, they're able to deliver their food really fast, not because they have the best food, but they deliver it very fast, and the ticket times matter a lot. So our approach is we wanna make sure our team knows that the wait time and the speed of service matters to our customers, so consequently it matters to us. So we wanna make sure we have trainings and all kinds of stuff in place and tracking to make sure we're meeting our standards and we're meeting, and not only that, exceeding our customers' expectations when it comes to wait time. Another common complaint in the restaurant business is order inaccuracy. The order was captured inaccurately by the server or the customer themselves placed their order inaccurately online. Maybe the food was switched and it was supposed to go table number 22 and 42, the food was switched, that is order inaccuracy. Or maybe the customer got home and they looked through the food that they received and there's missing fries or missing salad, you know, a, a, a food item is missing that they ordered. And also, of course, it's the case of the everything was placed correctly and the kitchen made the food incorrectly. The customer did not want black olives in their Supreme and fair enough, there's plenty of black olives on their Supreme. Last but not least is when we have, you know, an item that is out of stock and it's unavailable. I mean, it's not ordering accuracy, but it's kind of a bummer, right? It can lead to a complaint because for example, I want to order this particular dish and y'all are out of avocado, for instance, and I can't order that dish. Now, granted, that could not be order inaccuracy, but that's in the problems and complaints that there is with the actual order that the person wants to place. So here's a question I have for you. Is order accuracy or inaccuracy one of the most common problems you get in your restaurant? That's simply an indication that you need to set up some checkpoints, quality checkpoints in place to make sure you reduce the number of order inaccuracies. So one of the things we do is that we map out our customer journey from every single interaction that a, ser uh, that a customer has with our servers. We kind of write all of those stuff down and every interaction that they have because every single interaction can lead to an inaccuracy. And also when the order is placed, it goes to the kitchen. We also map that out as well, that we have the pizza team reads the ticket, makes the ticket, it goes to the cut station. From the cut station, it goes to the expo station. We map out every single of those points that I'm saying. Then we think about how could each of those points of interaction or the points where the food is being made and being handed to the customer, where there are vulnerabilities that could lead to customer um, order inaccuracy. Then we think about how are we going to set up um, reverse engineer from there, right? And where, how are we gonna proactively set up some checkpoints? So for instance, when a server is 
um, capturing the order, them repeating back the order the customer is a checkpoint, it's a quality checkpoint to make sure that the order was captured accurately. I actually have a, an extensive video on this particular topic, how to reduce uh, order inaccuracies, where I go into more depth and some of these quality checkpoints that I'm talking about. If you are more interested in learning more about that, I'm gonna have the link down below in the description. Another common uh, complaint that is common in the restaurant business, we don't get this one in particular because we've set a lot of stuff in place, um, checklists and trainings and such, nothing uh, new really, but is about the dirty restrooms. A lot of times the dirty restrooms, people don't like them. I mean, who likes them? Do you like dirty restrooms? No one really does like dirty restrooms. <laughs> One of the reasons is because it's a reflection of how we run everything when it comes to cleanliness to the restaurant. It's a matter of what the customer perceives of how much we care about cleanliness in our restaurants, in the kitchen. I mean, the restroom is one aspect that they're able to see. If that is a complaint you receive in terms of at least about cleanliness of your restaurant, it has got to start from the restrooms in terms of cleanliness. And so the question for you is, do you have a proper checklist for your restroom cleaning? Have you communicated that this fact of the restrooms being clean and smelling good, and you can buy some smelly good stuff from your local grocery store, you know, and plug it in so the restaurant, you know, smells like the beach, not the restaurant, I'm sorry, the, the restroom smells like the beach or something, or lavender. And uh, so have you communicated that to your team so they understand that this factor matters to our customers, so it matters to us as well. Another thing you want to do is equip your team with good supplies when it comes to cleanliness you know you want to have a little cart with you know all the supplies they need some stuff that again that smells good you know do they need bleach detergent I don't know whatever it is that when it comes to cleanliness or spraying the mirror wiping stuff down like do they have all the tools they need to do a good job in a little cart in a little thing so uh, you know they're not going back into the kitchen looking for different ingredients and spray bottle over here and there right so you're equipping your team and making it easy for them to do this particular task that frankly no one's maybe uh, gladly does so at least you're doing your best to make it easy for your team to s not enjoy but make it more pleasant to do this task trust but verify that the restrooms are always clean so what you want to do randomly is visit the rest uh, the restrooms to make sure they're indeed clean and if they are you want to make sure you kudo your team for it and if there is a little area that they can clean or do better at be sure to uh, coach them to make sure this does not happen again. Another aspect uh, that leads to a customer complaint is friendly service. Shocking, right? So um, know that people come to our restaurants not just because of the food, but rather because people want to be served and they come for the service, but the whole experience that they're going to have uh, coming to our restaurants. So receiving friendliness, receiving a smile, uh, receiving gratitude from our servers is simply a way of being served. And people are paying to be served. So this is what we do. That's why we have servers to serve our customers. A tip I have for you for this is to sit with your servers individually on your group pre-shift meetings and stuff and ask them to define a good customer service, a friendly customer service. How would an unfriendly one look like when a customer walks in? How would unfriendly service look like? And how does friendly service good like uh, look like? So they're able to see the contrast. 
I also uh, went deep into this particular topic in a show explaining how it is so important to make sure what the definition of a good and or friendly or uh, service you have in your head indeed translates into your team because they may not really, um, a lot of our servers they go to mostly the fast food restaurants, they don't have the budget to go to nicer restaurants, and to experience what it feels like to be served uh, with a friendly service. That's why you need to work on that and, and create that feeling. How would the experience feel like for them if they had that opportunity? So they're able to compare and again, see that contrast. We talk about greeting and farewelling a lot in this show and it's incredibly important because that's a sandwich of service. One of the things you want to do is, as always, trust but verify that it's happening. When you come into your dining room, be listening to when a customer walks in, do your hosts, do your servers, properly greet the customer and or when they're leaving, are we properly farewelling your customers? And if that is the case, that they're doing a good job at that, be sure to kudo your team. Hey, you did a great job greeting that customer. I am so impressed. That is a huge smile. Right, so they know that they're doing a good job, and other servers who are not necessarily doing the best are able to see that. Oh, wait a minute! It does matter to my manager. Now, granted, if, if they didn't know, shockingly, but and if they're not doing the best, you want to as well correct that. You want to say, "Hey, guys, you, you need to up your game. Will you please smile more?" and things of that nature. As always, friendly service matters to our customers, so it matters to you and me. Last but not least, a common complaint customers have is uh, poor handling of customer complaints in restaurants. Um, and a lot of times, again, people come to do business with you. They probably, I mean, maybe they're uh, a loyal customer or this is their first time visit. They are paying you 20 bucks, 40 bucks, $50 or more, who knows, for an experience. And they leave disappointed because you did not meet expectations for a variety of reasons. And if we don't have protocols in place for one, making it easy for the customer to express their concern or their complaint or what have you to us, and we're making them go and open a Yelp account or something like that, and we're not making it easy uh, for them to communicate that feedback to us. And once they do, when we receive that feedback, we don't even have a protocol in place that meets the customer's expectation in a way that we professionally and masterfully handled those concerns. Then that leads to even more disappointment and frustration on the part of the customer. And they feel robbed because again, they paid, they paid money and people make their money trading hours a lot of times for their money. People make 20 bucks an hour or what have you. So they're trading two hours of their time for an experience for their family and we kind of ruined that experience. If you have that in mind, you can see um, how unpleasant that can be. So the question I have for you is, you know, when was the last time that you updated your protocols for your customer concern? We are going through a season that we created all kinds of video trainings and checklists and different stuff for um, and documentation procedures for our customer com concerns like a couple years ago. We're revisiting those and we're going to update them. How are you currently tracking those customer concerns? Do you have a way of going back into your uh, maybe logbook and locate um, if a customer had previous issues, for example, the things are being documented, or if you are consistently having particular kinds of complaints like wait time or deliveries taking too long, are these being logged in a logbook that you're able to identify a pattern of behavior that is a problem that you need to fix in your restaurant? Again, if you don't have those protocols in place, if your team is not equipped properly to handle customer complaints, then you and I have work to do. 
As I mentioned in a future shows, we're going to be talking about how to come up with a protocol exactly, what are the ways to reduce some of your customer complaints, and all kinds of stuff. We're going to dig deep. So if, again, if you're interested in this particular topic, be sure to subscribe to not miss a future show. Question of the day, what are some of the complaints you get at your restaurants? We would love to hear it. Be sure to comment below if you're watching this on YouTube. And uh, if you're uh, listening to this show on the podcast, I would greatly appreciate if you would leave us a review. Thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, I'll catch up with you next week in another episode of Making Dough Show. Thank you. Bye-bye.